I'm Marisol. And I'm Adam. And you are listening to the, the Reading, Reading Aloud, Aloud podcast. podcast. A podcast where the creative, emotional, and hilarious aspects of relationship communication is explored in real time by a real couple. That's us. In season two, we bring you along on our tour to keep the conversation going. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> I have a question for you. E. Do you believe in Bigfoot? Uh, with long, the long, beautiful hair. Yes. No. No, you don't believe in Bigfoot. Not at all. Where do you think that comes from? People everywhere know Bigfoot in real life. Have seen Bigfoot spot. I mean, there's videos all over YouTube. These people are convinced. Right. So, so where do you think the 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 folk tale or the folklore comes from? Do you want my... Like, do you think do that you Bigfoot my, actually existed? No. Do you want my honest answer? Yes, I want your on, uh, honest answer. We we have a housing issue in the United States, and it's really unfortunate. And um, the government doesn't <laughs> want to acknowledge it. And so we have a, you know, here in Asheville, less than 1% vacancy rate. I think a lot of people live outside. Got it. Got it. And that's, that's... Not to be a bummer. Yeah. Um, well, I mentioned that because several weeks ago, and we haven't talked about it in this podcast yet, but several weeks ago we went camping and on our way out, we saw a piece of folklore. We saw our own like folktale. Yeah, but that's during. not a folktale. That was real life. Well, <laughs> this is why I'm saying this. So we were driving out from camping and... And we saw what both of us swear that we saw jumped right in front of the road with us. Oh, yeah. Was a, a Black Panther. <laughs> it sounds so crazy when you say it was the Appalachian Black Panther. The Appalachian Black Panther. So we live in the southern Appalachian Mountains. We saw a Black Panther <laughs> jump. I mean, three bounds and it was gone. Boom, boom, boom. And I immediately was like, that was a bobcat. Yeah. But. When when we talked about it, what we saw, like, it was not a bobcat. It was completely black, and it was big. It was not a, It was not tan like a mountain lion. It was almost the size of – probably not as big as, like, a full-grown mountain lion. Right. But it was bigger than – I've seen a bobcat before. It was bigger than a bobcat. Yeah. I mean, it was, It was like, longer than a bobcat. It was, it was longer. It was bobcat. longer and bigger, and it was completely black. And so we look it up on the way because we were like, what, and then what is that? there was a big debate. And there's a big debate online. Does the Appalachian Black Panther exist? Well, I say one? it does because I've seen it. Is there only one? I don't know. I I just think that it's like a thing. Yeah. So, you know, you don't believe in Bigfoot, but you've seen the Appalachian Black Panther. Yes, correct. All right. All right. Well, I'm glad we cleared that up. <laughs> Let us know at readingaloudlove at gmail.com if you have seen the Appalachian Black Panther or Bigfoot. You know what else I want you to send to readingaloudlove at gmail.com? What would you like to send to readingaloudlove no, at gmail.com? No, I want them to send what would you to, like reading, them to send <laughs> reading aloud love at gmail.com. Well, for one, all your thoughts and everything you have to say about the podcast. Social security and numbers, <laughs> credit. Anyway, go ahead. No, I want to know if you all listen to our sex podcast. It was... <laughs>
brown chicken, brown cow. You want them? Yeah, you so listen. I, I think it was, you know, three, four weeks ago, we put out a podcast about sex and pregnancy and whatever pregnancy part, you know, I think that's pretty interesting to people who are pregnant, have been pregnant, going to get pregnant. But it's about sex. You know, it's just about sex in a relationship. It's about sex in a relationship. How long have we been together? I feel like I've known you my whole life. Um, we're, yeah, two, three weeks, about almost six Six years, years. working on six years. Yeah. So not that long. And so we were, yeah, we were talking about sex and rhythms and stuff. We, it highly encouraged our parents not to listen to which they did. Or my mind did. Yeah. I mean, eagerly couldn't wait. Of course. People do things that you tell them if you're like, don't do that, you know, with the like cutesy, don't do that, then they're obviously going to do it. But then they wanted to talk about it. Yeah. (laughs) I left the room. I just stopped listening. I started doing dishes. I started talking to you while you were doing dishes. I had a conversation with the Black Panther and Bigfoot. It was tea time outside. (laughs) So no, yeah, but I, you know, I you're curious if people have listened to well, that podcast. Well, I do want to say one other thing about my parents. What I have appreciated is that, you know, the podcast gets them thinking and talking too. So, you know, as embarrassing as it was to hear about it, it was interesting. You know, they had some reflections that, you know, I kind of heard out of one half side of my ear. Anyways. Anyways. This one's going to be a short one. Uh-huh. Not anymore. <laughs> Not anymore. Let's go. I just wanted to talk about biology and I just, I like, I'm really trying to, I'm so. I wanted to be a biology major when I went to um, school. Great. You'll have all the answers. I. Oh, I, no, no. Definitely want, I like, I want to get to the bottom of this. It's such a curious part of my life because I just, I'm really ready to radicalize a lot of parts of my life and just like I I'm so tired of the systems that we live in and I am subscribed to so many of them and please explain what okay so it sounds like I'm being vague okay capitalism patriarchy all of these things that are woven racism they're woven into the fabric of our systems and I participate in all of them and I've been doing it knowingly and unknowingly. Right. You know, like once I know that like how capitalism works or like watching a documentary on how social media is really driving my thoughts and actions, right? And then you know this and then you still participate. Or you just don't know how to undo it or the undoing takes so much time. So it's so interesting because I'm just interested in our biology and I don't think that that we're going to get to the bottom of it because I think that like short podcast, right? Short, 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 short podcast, super short podcast, quick, quick, quick to the point, quick and to the point, not covering any big, heavy topics. Or are you not a human? (laughs) (laughs) So. I guess the first question I have. Okay, so there's there's a bunch of isms ingrained in your psyche and being that you want to heteronormativity. Heter- yes. How's that? How do you say it? heteronormativity? Heteronormativity? Heteronormativity. 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 Did do it again? Did I just correct you on some grammar thing? For the first time ever, that folks. That first, was the first time ever. It was the first time ever. Uh, heteronormativity. Heteronormativity. I have no idea if that's right or Am not. Am I saying what you're saying? Heteronormativity. Yes. Okay. 
for example. Short podcast. Here we go. <laughs> for example. Por ejemplo. What? Like, I feel so compelled to have married you. But, like, is that my training? I mean, that's not a good one because I'm so sure I, oh, that it's you. Okay, okay. I, I, I think I see a, where you're okay, going. I think I see a, where you're okay, going with this. It's not a good one because I'm so sure that it's you. But now like, I understand, I understand why you brought in all the isms. Yeah, yeah, I think babies is a good one. You know, like I met you and then my body went, definitely I want to have it. Like my body was indifferent to babies. I was not a like, I'm going to be a mom. It's my big, you know, goal in life. And then I met you and it was like, boom definitely want babies with you i couldn't think of anything else it made the most sense in the world and that sounds like straight up biology but i don't believe in that i don't believe in that i believe we're trained i think it's a combo platter like you you so think you think that on on one hand when you met me your there was a biological reaction in you that you were attracted you wanted to create a family you wanted to, you know, Buy be a with. House. I mean, yeah, but like, if we're speaking biology, like, like there was a there was a biological reaction in yeah. you that that you you wanted me. Yes, but I think, but, bi- but, but ne- I think buying a house is about settling, and that's about biology nesting. So I think there's some biology to that. But go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I see that, but the act of buying is like that's the other side of the whole coin. Uh-huh. And so what I also hear you saying is that. There are all these isms, as you pointed out at the beginning, that essentially structured you to meet me, uh-huh. a straight white man yeah. living in a certain city, yeah. at a certain place, yeah. at a certain bar. Mm-hmm. You were kind of put in this thing. So mm-hmm. you're now questioning, you're questioning, I, I, I think that like you're questioning the, you're not questioning the feelings that you felt there, but you're questioning the scenario that you were put in and how genuine are those feelings. You're not quite, I say that. Yeah. Yeah. Like how genuine were those feelings of initial attraction? Were they truly biology or were they biology influenced by social structures in which we operate in? Yeah. Because, because let me just say it's quick and dirty podcast, real short. (laughs) Let me just say, I really want to, I really like, it's a really hard example to talk about you. I think the babies is the easier example and will become harder once we have the baby and I'm super in love with the baby. But like for now, in theory, it's an easier example, but like you are a hard example because I felt so, so uncosmically bound to you. I felt, I, I mean, I, the way I describe it is like, I thought I saw myself in you, in your eyes with, I mean, it was just, you were so familiar and you've remained familiar. Like we were saying, like, I feel like I've known you forever, but you know, I was also looking, you know, I just kept thinking I wanted to spend my life in relationship with somebody, which is not surprising for an extrovert who loves companionship, who loves dogs as companions, who loves best friends as companions. Like I'm a, I'm, I'm a people person, so it's not surprising. But like, you know, monogamy and all of these things, it's like I want a monogamous marriage that lasts through my life and it's like I'm you know I I I I reserve the right to change my mind however I'm pretty convinced that's what I want like and I'm not stupid you've been listening to this podcast we think about things we're really deep thinkers 
but babies, I don't get it. Like, I what so happened? So you did you you really okay? So we were talking baby names the other day. No, we're not going to tell you. And we looked, and Mighty Soul has kept a list of baby names, and we found this one list that she'd made. And two thousand nine, two thousand nine ish. And one, the top of the thing read, "All of the baby names for the children I will never have." Cap, cap, capitals. Capitals, all capitals, for all the children I will never have. And then she meets moi. And all of a sudden she wants babies. Well, but let's, for anybody who hasn't heard this podcast before, I, we wanted babies so bad that we paid a lot to have it work out. We did IVF. I mean, we didn't just like, I mean, we tried hard to have this baby we didn't just try didn't work out and we we just kept trying we i just thought we have to sing the baby song oh see that was the song that we we literally say that because because this song this song this it's the perfect example of what you're talking about so you're saying you did not want babies and then we met and then we came up with this song. Do you agree or disagree that I wrote this song? I disagree that you oh wrote gosh. this song. Literally, we were in Miami at my aunt's house in the guest room, and I sang this song to you after a night of like dancing. All right. At, at, um, what, what do you remember at, about? At, uh, El Bolinchen. At El Bolinchen. <laughs> what did you, what do you remember about writing this song? You don't. Huh? I remember being in one of the first apartments that we lived in and in that bed and singing this song to you. Really? You you sang this song? Uh Uh, No, I remember we composed it together because I remember you started it and then I came up with the like ending thing. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. I the I'll just say lastly I remember feeling so clever that I came up with this whole thing on my own because that's the thing babe this is really important you have inspired me to write poetry and to create and like I whether I'm right or wrong about this it's very important to me that 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 what you have inspired in me in the same way like you opened up a portal of creativity in me that I never had the courage or the inspiration. It was like two parts. One, the courage to just put words or music together in a way that was free flowing because of, you know, being self-conscious about things like that. And then two, I'd never had inspiration so great to want to write poetry. So that's why I feel like I wrote this song because it was like, it was like from my heart and you're the only person who's ever made me do something like that thank you babe i i appreciate that so before we sing the song and th- i really appreciate that comment before you sing the song i i really for the listening audience i really feel like we have to wrap up this whole like was it your biology or was it the like social constructs that you were existing within that led you to feel like you wanted to have children with me and or that you wanted to spend your rest of your life with me and what I've heard you say a little bit is that it was a little bit of a combination between both. And I just want you to explain that. And then we're going to sing the baby song. Well, I don't know that I can, I, I don't know that it couldn't be both because I, I think that the cultural norms in it all are so deeply woven and they weigh in so big that, you know, you can't, 
deny that they, those exist. That's like saying I'm not, I'm white and I'm not racist. You know, you can't deny that that doesn't exist because it's right. society's, it's, it's the structure of what has been. Then there's the biology of it, which I had a very clear, different response to knowing you than anyone else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think that's, I think that's completely right. And I think that those, I think that those structures are one hundred percent things that we are a part of and have existed within and have benefited from in our places. I also think that there are cultural aspects that we were existing in on the other side of that in the sense that we were both doing amazing work in the world, the sense that we met each other at a dive bar on the dance floor, right? We were dancing. We were in like a cheap fun local spot are you writing a song for me right you know now? no 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 no. in a dive <laughs> bar on a dance floor in a cheap fun local spot there you go this is our new song i wrote um, it. uh i think i came up with that one first but um <laughs> but uh but but that there's also cultural aspects of that 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 led us to each other right like we didn't I don't know. I just want to represent. I think I had a little bit of reaction because it's not that I'm disagreeing with you or disagreeing that because we're middle class white people, we find each other, right? That we're middle class white people. But that there's also other cultural aspects that drew us to each other that also meant that that biology clicked at the same way. Right. Healthier cultural aspects right. that are just part of our like existence within this world that I don't that you know are existing within those that's isms the, and those systems the, but aren't necessarily completely representative of them right but that's why the meeting you want is harder because it's literally like I, I just found my soulmate yeah the baby's one is the one that still gets me because and I'll just say in response to your question having not gotten pregnant right away having dealt with infertility for three and a half four years I really started to question what was driving me to want kids so bad if the universe was not making it happen and it was never the answer was never because since the day I was born I always knew I wanted to be a mom which I have heard people say yeah yeah People who've struggled with infertility and have said, I, I literally knew that I was meant for this role in my life. And I just never felt that way. And that's why I ask, because I'm still curious about Got it. Got it. Yeah. And that's why I question. asked if you wanted, that's why I asked if you always knew that you wanted babies. And you're like, yeah, I always figured it was part of my story. I always knew I wanted to get married, but there was just like not a lot beyond that. Yeah. Other than assuming I would have kids. Mm-hmm. Super grateful that I am. It's a it's a fascinating question. Other really than is. other than nausea for the, like really extreme sickness for the first um, few months, I feel pretty well equipped for this. You've come through it like a champ. But I feel like I'm good at it now. Oh, I've said that from what have I told you? But you're multiple al- times over and over. But you're always positive reinforcement. It's hard to know what's true. Ooh, really? Well, you think some of the positive reinforcement I give you is not true? Oh, I think you I think some of the positive reinforcement you give is to continue to boost the other person's self-esteem, which has a lot of value. Yeah, but every bit of positive reinforcement I give you, every compliment that I give you is grounded 
in that. I, th- I always think in a situation, you can view the spectrum of the possibilities or experiences or whatever like adjective you want to put on it. Or wait, what would that be? Experiences, I guess that would be an adjective. Yeah. Um, you know, on that, in that sense. And you could go to the most critical or you could go to the most positive. And I'm just tending towards the most positive. Yes, reinforcing. But it is on the spectrum of what you're like exhibiting in that moment. But you don't ever tell me I'm doing a good job when I'm not. I don't tell you you're doing a good job when you're not. I'm I mean, I'm encouraging, but like I would I would point out the good thing that you're doing, which is trying. Usually it's trying. Trying could be, you know, that's that's like the participation trophy of, you know, positive. of yeah, positive reinforcement, but but the better you get at it, the more apt you are to point out to see, you know, what actually that person is doing well, even in their perceived failure. It's like how I see beauty in all people, even when they don't feel beautiful. Exactly. Okay. Thank you for clarification. I have a lot to learn from you. Are we singing the baby song? Yeah. You ready? And then we're going to end it and then we're going to wrap it up. Okay. Ready? Well, we're wrapping. We're here wrapping, we go. No, we're wrapping it up with the song. This is over, y'all. It's over. All right. Okay. Let's do the song. All right. Here we go. Baby. What you doing with my heart, baby? Make it swell up oh so big, baby. What you doing with my heart, baby? Babies. <laughs> Thanks, y'all, for listening and participating. We always have a great time with you. And if you enjoy the podcast, please go online and rate, review, share this with your friends. This is the way that we build this community. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye.